Hey there, and welcome to Good Podcasting, the show designed to help you create, launch, and grow your podcast. My name's Brian, and today I have another great interview for you. I'm talking today with Molly Sider. She's a podcast creator, a producer, a host, a storyteller, and a life coach. She hosts a podcast called I Am This Age, which I was graciously able to be a guest on here recently. Molly, welcome to Good Podcasting. So good to have you here. Oh, it's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. I mentioned in the intro, we had a chance to talk on your podcast a little bit. That was a ton of fun. So I know it was a great conversation, by the way, and I keep reflecting back on the things that we talked about. And I want to say more, right? Like there's always questions that you're asked that you want to fill in the gaps on that you maybe didn't didn't share like you wanted to. So I want to give you an opportunity today to talk about your journey, to talk about that podcast and any other things that you're doing in the world of podcasting, because I know you've got your hands in a few things. So let's start with I Am This Age. How did that come about? And tell us what it's all about. Okay. So first of all, I want to say that I loved our conversation also. Um, And it just, I don't know, it was just a great, great conversation. And you're full of um, like incredible insight and self-awareness. And it was, it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, that's it. The, um, my podcast, I am this age came about because I, when I was, so it's basically the premise is interviews and stories from people who have made big life changes after and beyond the age of 40. So 40s, 50s, 60s and up. And the tagline is um, proof that it's never too late. You're never too old. So just go do that thing you're always talking about. And it came to me when I was approaching the age of 40. And mm. I was um, I was working in the wine industry for a long time and still enjoying my career, but also had a hunch. I had a hunch that I wouldn't want to do it for the rest of my life because it's, it's a great industry. I love it. And I miss parts about it. And it's not the healthiest. Um, Mm. and then I was also kind of, I was just out of a relationship and I had never been married. I don't have children. And I was like, Oh no, like, is this it? Did I miss my opportunity to have a successful quote unquote, successful, fulfilling, happy life? Am I still Mm. able to make changes even though, you know, I'm turning 40 and I was, I have always been a big podcast listener. And so I was searching for content in podcast form, um, you know, just representation from people who were living outside the box, um, you know, or who had made these big life changes. And I couldn't find any content. There was all this information to get us through our 20s and our 30s. And it just seemed (laughs) like the minute you hit 40, it's like, we're supposed to have this all figured out. Like what? So, Oops, too late. <laughs> if you made it this far, yep. sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Out of luck. <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought, all right, I guess I'm just going to have to do this myself. But also, I have no idea how to make a podcast. And I'm not <laughs> I'm not good with technology. That's not my thing. Um, and so I just, you know, I started to talk to people about this idea. And the more I talked about it, the more people I talked to... I was like, this is, I think this is something that other people might need also. It sounds Mm. like, um, but then I had to figure out how to actually make a podcast and how to do all the technology (laughs) stuff. Um, like what do I even need? Like, I don't know what, you know, these cords are, what do they do? What kind of all the things? Um, but also it was a lot of like building up the courage to do it for me. So it took 
a couple of years before I actually finally like the my fr- my very first interview I did in the spring of 2019 at my friend's studio in Chicago. He helped me set it up. I used all of his microphones and all like he did all the tech stuff. Yeah. And um and I just did the interview and then I just sat on it for a year and a half cuz I'm like I don't know what to really? do with this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Uh we'll get into your mic and your gear and how you learned all that stuff here in a few minutes, but <clears throat> Um, so you recorded in spring of 2019, you sat on it for a year and a half. You said, what was, I mean, what was the hesitation? Like you saw a need and you saw, you know, a a way that you can step in and help fulfill that need. Was it, uh, was it fear? Was it, I'm not sure what to do beyond this. What if I release this and nobody like, what was it about that, that you held onto it for so long? Yeah. All, all of the things you just said, and then plus other things probably, I mean, you know, most of it was just getting out of my head, you know, getting over myself, (laughs) the perfectionism part of it. Um, you know, Oh, you feel that too? (laughs) 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 No, you're the only person. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh my God. So much. I, um, you know, the podcasts that I was listening to at the time were like very highly produced, you know, podcasts that were making a ton of money and whatever. And I'm like, how, Uh, what am I going to, like, I can't, I don't sound like those people or how do I make this podcast sound perfect? Like, like those super produced, well-produced podcasts that have teams of people. (laughs) It's just me. Um, and also like, you know, okay, I have this one interview, but like where, how do I get more people on? Where do I find people to interview? And I can't always use my friend, my friend's studio. I mean, this is a, a studio in Chicago that is part of like a marketing company and he runs this, they, they make their own commercials and stuff like that in house. And so he like runs the studio and he's great and he's a great friend. And I have spent a lot of time in that studio, but like, I can't count on that. And, um, and what equipment do I need and how much is this going to cost me? Because I'm probably not going to make any money. I didn't, at the time it wasn't about making money. It was, um, you know, just strictly a passion project. Like I need this information for me to yeah. to know that I'm going to be okay in the world. And so, you know, it was just a really big undertaking that I like, you know, it was a, the technology was scary. I didn't understand it. I'm, I, I still think it's kind of scary, <laughs> although yeah. I'm, I'm much better with it now. Um, but, um, you know, and B, like, I don't know how to interview people. Like what, I've never done that before. And, just you know sounding stupid and like what are gonna what are people gonna think what are my friends gonna think you know all the things all the fears all the insecurities all of it so once you finally released that episode what was that feeling like like was it was it freeing was it man were you intimidated were you anxious what was that like it's such a good question um it so like I said, it took a year and a half, and it took a lot of coaching. So um, at the time, I was actually going through; I was just finishing up my my life coaching certification, and I was working with my own life coach. I still have two, um, and she said to me, "You know, I had told her like I'm. I don't know why I can't just do this thing. Like I have this episode. I anyway, I have the artwork. I have all the things. I know it's a good idea." And she said to me, well, what would it feel like to just like release it tomorrow? Just put it out into the world tomorrow. And I was like, it would feel like such a relief. 
Like it mm. would just feel like just do, you know, like this doesn't have to be so precious. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. Like just put it out. It would just feel like such a relief. And she, and then I ended up releasing it, not the next day, but two days later. Yeah. And it was, it was such a relief. It was exciting. I got, um, it was very well received. Like I had, I got, you know, so much amazing feedback. I didn't, I thought like, well, if one person listens to this, great. Like maybe <laughs> 10 people. Cause I know like, you know, some of my closest friends and you know, my parents <laughs> will listen yeah, to yeah. it and that'll be great. That'll be great. You know? And if I could help one other person, this is a success. That's all I want. Um, and it was like, there were like hundreds of people, not hundreds of people, but there were like, I don't know, maybe like 175 at first or something like that. Like, who like listened. And I was like, well, that's a lot more than 10. (laughs) And it felt great. It was such a relief. And then I was like, okay, what do I do next? And I had (laughs) to, (laughs) um, you know, I, I had to give myself the permission to do it slowly and to release an episode whenever I had one. So I didn't want to put that pressure on myself to like be on this rigid schedule, mm-hmm. which you have to do if you want to actually grow your audience and right. eventually monetize or whatever you want to do. But at the time it was, just, like I said, it was just a passion project. It was just, I needed to hear these stories. That was the only, you know, that was the agenda. And so in order to be able to get over the perfectionism and the fear and all the other stuff, I had to give myself that permission to, to just, you know, I'll just, I'll put one out yeah. whenever I have one. And so it was just like, you know, there was no schedule. There was, <laughs> there was no agenda. <laughs> so how long, how long did you go between episodes then? That first one to your second one to your third one? I don't remember, but um, I mean, it's, you know, sometimes it was like, a few weeks and sometimes it was like a couple months, I think like, yeah, just, there was no rhyme or reason. Um, it, that it just was what it was and it was fine. And, and, um, you know, to me it felt like a success, like having a few hundred people listening to each episode. I was like, this is amazing. Like this is more than I could have ever imagined. Which means that there's a niche for it. There's a need to hear these stories out there. There's a lot of us in our 40s going through, and I think there's something about that I want to talk about. Okay. I think there's something about hitting that age that 40 feels like a scary age. Like no matter when I turned 40, I'm 44 now. And when I turned 40, I wasn't like, I didn't feel old. I didn't feel whatever, but I did start having these thoughts. And we talked about them on your podcast. Like, what do I do now? Like, what is my life mean? Am I doing things that really matter? Am I going to, you start thinking about legacy, you start thinking about more of, again, identity and purpose that we talked about on your show. Mm -hmm. Um, What, so you get there and you're looking for podcasts and content that have this, you wanted to fill that space. How did you start connecting with people that had these stories? Like you're, you're interviewing your target audience actually, right on your show. So how did you get connected with people? Yeah. Um, so (laughs) my first few episodes were people I knew or they were like my parents' friends. Um, or my, the very, very first episode is my childhood friend's mom. Um, and she's awesome. She's a 
she's in her 70s and she's the Iron Man world champion in her age bracket and she didn't start wow. yeah she didn't start like running marathons until her late 40s and mm. did her first triathlon in her 60s and she didn't know how to swim so she had to learn how to swim i mean she's incredible wow. um you know i interviewed one of my like parents best friends i interviewed my dad's mentor from working i interviewed my dad <laughs> Okay. It was like a lot of people I just knew. Yeah. Um, but they had the stories, you know? Yeah. And And then, um, oh, I found people through like the New York Times. I've, um, like now I find, you know, I found you through our podcast community and that's been yeah. really, really helpful. And now all of a sudden I'm like, you know, well, almost overwhelmed with people I'm going to interview, which is really, really exciting. You, a couple of things you said that I want to circle back to at the end when we talk about advice and talk about challenges. Um, things like starting, you recorded an episode before you really were ready to release it, things like that. Um, getting over those fears and insecurities. I want to kind of come back to those, but I want to pause that part of the conversation because you did mention when you started, I didn't know what this cable was. I didn't know how to like what mic to get, much less mic technique, do I need headphones, all that kind of stuff. So let's talk about that for a moment because I do think that's a common fear, a common question that new podcasters do. And so sometimes uh, podcasters run out and they buy the first microphone that they can find because it's really cheap on the shelf at Target or something. And sometimes that works, but it's not always maybe the best thing to invest in. So talk us through or talk me through what you started with, how you found your equipment, and then now you have a nice microphone sitting in front of you. Um, how did you get to that point where you're at now? Yeah. Um, so all of those things that you said are true. <clears throat> and like you can make a podcast just using your iPhone if you want to. Right. Um, but it, you know, to make a podcast, it sounds like, well-produced and like not noisy in the background takes, takes a lot of effort and, mm -hmm. and good equipment. So I mentioned my friend who owns the studio, um, the like marketing studio. Um, he doesn't own it, sorry, but he runs it. Um, mm -hmm. so he was a huge help. I wouldn't have a podcast without him. Um, because he like, he he's the type of person who you tell you give him an idea and he's like well let's I'm gonna let's go now let's go to the store I'll help you I'll figure <laughs> out like I'll tell you exactly what to buy and so <laughs> that was really helpful because he we went to like Guitar Center or something and he was like okay you're gonna need like a Zoom recorder um, and I was like I don't know what the Zoom recorder is and he's like you're gonna need a couple of XLR cords cables and I was just like what the hell I don't know what that is okay just like you just you do it you pick it out you tell me where the things go and what to plug in <laughs> and but that was way back in the beginning and yeah. like that was like before I conducted my first interview in 2019 um I didn't buy a microphone at that time because he was like oh you can just do it at my studio and you'll just use our microphones they have like you know very expensive professional microphones yeah. that are actually not the best for podcasting because they pick up because they're so sensitive because they're so yeah you know. um but so at first I was just really like reliant on him in all the stuff and then I um I was like I figured out like I have to you know I have to figure this out on my own at home or in some you know I have to like make a little makeshift studio in the corner yeah. of 
my room somewhere. Um, but I, you know, I did a, I did a bunch of research. I researched which microphones were best for podcasting. I did mm. a lot of, you know, comparisons, um, just a bunch of reading on it. And then I found the one that seemed like the best at like within the price point that I was willing to pay. Yeah. So, um, that's how I found like my microphone. And then at first I was using the zoom recorder, which worked for a little while. And then mm-hmm. I was uh, working on a podcast for a little startup company. And we were, we had, we had, we needed more than two microphones. So I got the focus, right. Um, sorry, I keep looking at it. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. No, no problem. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty standard one. That's a good one that a lot of people use. It's is it a, it's the two input or do you have the four input one or? Um, it's the four input one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. The red yeah. one. It's the yep. focus. It's a scarlet. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's a fantastic one. And they don't take up much space. So no, you can, they, you can even carry it around with you if yeah. you need to. Yep. And the, I think if I remember correctly and I see the microphone on my screen, that's the Rode Procaster. Yes. Correct. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. That's right. So fantastic microphone. I did an episode a few, oh, I don't know, probably a month or two ago with a Procaster, just testing it out. I was borrowing borrowing it from a friend. Um, It's a great microphone. You sound great. So um, you've continued to upgrade that equipment. Um, And and again, I don't think you need all of this to get started, right? When when someone is like, hey, I want to experiment. I want to try something out. You're right. You can start with your phone. And I tell people that. the more you can get the mic closer to your mouth. So if you're maybe AirPods to start or like the, even the inline microphone, like the headsets with the little microphone that comes right. with the, the cord on it is good too, uh, to get started. But you're right. If you're going to do something that sounds quality, you need to continue to upgrade your equipment. You don't need top of the line stuff mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination, but you need to know how to set up your space. You need to know how to set up your, your microphone, your mic technique and all that. So you figured it out. You sound great. Um, (laughs) and so you not only have a podcast, but you are also a podcast producer. So you're helping, you're doing this for other people too, right? What are, what are some, maybe some common questions that you get from people or some common, uh, challenges that you hear from others that you're trying to help them get over? Even simple things like, I don't know, put a blanket on your desk or record where there's pillows or things like that. I mean, it depends who you're working with, but I think it's the, you know, the, the money spent, like what do I need to spend to start this is daunting, especially for people who don't know anything like me. (laughs) What do you get and how much am I going to have to pay out of pocket? Um, I know that you bring equipment to people. I don't do that. <laughs> I, so I do. You're right. I do take equipment to people mm-hmm. occasionally. But I think the kind of the sweet spot is helping people figure out how to do this on their own. Because if you can help them set up their space, it actually leverages the skills that, and abilities that you have to say, hey, I'm going to set you up with some equipment. You record there. And then just let me take care of the rest, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Um, so let's talk about that for just a moment. You are... Uh, a podcast producer as well is it's jellyfish industries correct is yes. the name of the company that's right um, is this something that you started yeah um i started it's brand new um um i started it because i had you know i'd just been doing my podcast and the ceo of a startup company in chicago heard my podcast and he contacted me and he said you know i like I like your podcast. I like your voice. Um, could you make me a podcast for my company? And I was like, what? 
<laughs> me? You want to pay me to do this? Okay. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I take um, my work very seriously. Um, and I work really hard and I'm very reliable. And so I was like, I can do this. And I had, you know, I already had my, um, David, my sound engineer along for the ride with me cause he'd already been working on my podcast. And, um, and so I did it for them. We, we only did five episodes. Um, but it was such an amazing learning experience. And, um, and I just thought like, oh, like, maybe I, maybe this is a thing I could do for a living. And if so, mm. what a dream job, <laughs> this right? Is what I want to do for it. It's so fun. I, you know, I'm all, I also was hosting their podcast, so I'll also host for okay. anybody, um, which I love to do. Um, I'm a storyteller and I think between like the story, like I like storyteller meaning like I get up on stages and tell true personal narratives like moth style stories okay. um and I love it and cool. between that and you know the coaching and having my own podcast like telling stories listening to other people's stories a I think it's the most important thing that we can do in the world mm. to create any kind of equity equality and just like peace and it's the most fun thing. Like I, I mm -hmm. like love it so much. I love it. I love hearing people's stories. I think everyone has a story to tell. Yes, everyone has a story to tell. Yeah, an interesting story to tell. Right. Many interesting stories to tell. Um, and so, I it was sort of like ran from there. And um, the the jellyfish is so the artwork on my podcast I am this age is a jellyfish um and it's it's designed after this like it's called the immortal jellyfish I, I don't remember the like actual scientific name um <laughs> it's something long and I probably can't pronounce but um but basically there is this type of jellyfish that um doesn't like unless it can be eaten and then it'll die but other than that like if it's harmed or whatever it never will die it will just um, it will just like go back into its original like polyp form and then it'll hmm. grow back into a jellyfish and it'll just, this is like the cycle of its life and it just lives for like thousands of years apparently. Wow. Yeah. And so the idea, it was just like, oh, we, we can keep going. We can keep reinventing ourselves. We can keep learning and growing and, you know, never end. And, the, um, and so I, I loved that idea for my podcast and, and then I also like love that idea for just me as like a brand and my and everything that I do so it's just like yeah. this all-encompassing like umbrella of jellyfish industries anyway yeah that's so I've not heard that deep of a meaning for a business and a company in a long time I think oh. that's fascinating let's talk about let's kind of transition to kind of the last segment of this and talk about some challenges you face ways you've overcome those challenges and maybe some of the next steps you see so we've talked about you know the equipment side of it already we've talked about the challenge of releasing that first episode um, what are maybe some other challenges that you've come across uh, as a podcaster as a host as a producer maybe uh, and how have you overcome those Okay, well, the first one that comes to mind <clears throat> is um, actually sound engineering. Okay. Um, um, you know, 
like I said, I'm not tech, I'm not techie. Um, Mm -hmm. and I have learned how to edit and I like, I'm very proud to say, I'm very proud of my editing skills. I, my Mm. podcasts are heavily edited and it's a skill that I had to teach myself and, um, I think I'm now really good at it and I Mm. love doing it. I know a lot of people don't, it's, a long, tedious process. If you heavily yeah. edited a podcast, a lot of people don't edit much or at yeah. all. Um, so when you say when you say heavily edited, is it content edits? Is it uh, the the sound engineering, the mixing, the EQing, or is it all of that? When you say heavily edited, it's all of that. Okay. And I do all of it myself, except for the like EQ, like the levels, that type of stuff, because I got to a point where I was just like, I don't. I don't have the capacity to learn that stuff. And gotcha. so, yeah. and so, you know, David, my sound engineer was actually, he had been helping me on my podcast for a while. Um, and he was like, let me just like teach you some of this stuff, like how to do mm. this, you know, the leveling and all that. And I'm like looking at the computer and I'm watching him and I'm just <laughs> like, I can't, I just, I can't like how much do you cost? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are some of your next steps? as a host, as a producer, as an entrepreneur, mm. um, what are some of your next steps? Oh my God. Should I like pull out my like list? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, your next one or two. <laughs> so many things to do. Well, so right now I'm, um, I'm very focused right now on growing my show. Um, okay. and because I never thought that I could make money off of my podcast, it was never the intention of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm learning that it's possible. You can monetize your show if you want to. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, I'm really interested in, in that idea. And it's not even necessarily, I mean, it, it would be great to just make money off of my podcast. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, but, um, I don't know. It just, it's just like a, this, I want, I want to reach more people. I want to like, I want to talk to more people and I feel like the more people I reach, the more people I get to talk to all that stuff. So yeah, my next steps are a, um, lots of interviews. Like right now I'm just interviewing constantly and I'm also, um, starting to create some other, um, content to sort of supplement the interviews. Cause I do interviews every other week. So biweekly, um, okay. um, and I, don't want to do them every week because (laughs) it's already so much work. I mean, to do, you know, a 45 minute interview and edit heavily. And then also like my intros are, they take a lot of work. Like my intros are, I'm not just like, okay, today I'm talking to so-and-so I'm Mm -hmm. telling a story about my life and my experience. And those take a lot of thought and preparation and then also recording them because perfectionism, like I record them <laughs> 17 times and like sentence okay. by sentence. I, and then I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. I, I think people need to hear that. Yeah. Uh, they, they record three, four times and go, Oh, I'm never going to do this again. This is too hard. And they walk away. Even as a pro, it takes us a while sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my God. It's, and it's, you know, it's another, like I was saying earlier to you, um, I think maybe before we started recording, I can't remember, but you know, I'm an information gatherer and it's like, it's the same thing. Like at some point you just have to like, 
just say enough is enough. This is good enough. And then <laughs> yeah. I have to move on with my life. I have to just, this is it. <laughs> and, yep. But it's hard. And that is, that has been like probably one of the biggest challenges for me is letting go of that perfectionist piece. Like not everything mm. is so precious. You know, the story is good enough. I sound good enough. I'm getting the the story across and the point across. And I have to move on with my day. <laughs> like I have to. Yeah. And it's a real lesson. It's like really hard. It's so hard. It's so scary to do that. <laughs> um, but it gets a little bit easier. Yeah. 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 You um, got it. Once you overcome that fear the first time, it's maybe a little easier the second time. Right. Just a little, a little easier bit easier the third time. Yeah, and not a, a ton. Bit, and then a little more easier the third time. And then just a little yeah. bit more. And then maybe and then you some, flip back. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes you run into, hey, I'm I'm doing this really well. And then you get an episode where a setting's wrong and you're like, oh no. This like this is backsliding three years, yes. it feels like. Yes, we talked about that the other day. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yes, then you like screw something up, you forget some simple step, and it sounds terrible. And you're like, "How is anyone ever going to trust me?" Yeah. Um, and also, we're human beings, and we make mistakes, and yeah, we learn from right. them. And that's how that's why we're becoming better podcasters because we are making all the mistakes now. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Well, one last question, and then I want to get all your uh, links and where people can find you and all that good stuff. But if you were to go back to your first episode, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give yourself or a new podcaster in that same situation? Um, I would... I would tell myself to edit that episode. <laughs> I didn't. The fir very first episode is very long. It's a mm. wonderful story. She is an incredible human. And I didn't edit it because I didn't know how. <laughs> okay. And I would, I would tell myself, sit down and figure out how to edit this and take out some of these things because it's all really interesting stories. And also it, it um, it doesn't all serve the purpose necessarily. I think I would also tell myself like, you know, when editing or even before doing that interview, really think about, you know, what is the question you're trying to answer? Mm. Um, and what's sort of the fastest way to get there? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, that's something that I'm just now sort of trying to figure like learning and figuring out like, it's taken me to, you know, episode 20 to, to think like, okay, I need to like rein this in. It'll also be easier for, right. for, for myself. So I don't have to actually edit so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's really good advice. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad yeah. you talked about editing. Most people don't think about that. They sit down, record and, and publish. Um, so that's fantastic. I think the advice you gave about storytelling is great. Um, and you know, I think you're right. We, you just said, you know, I, I learned this after 20 episodes. This is a process of learning over and over and over and more and more and more. So your first episodes, no matter how good you are, is not going to be your best episode ever, yes. right? So it's a matter of getting out there, starting, and then learning along the way. Mm -hmm. um, Molly, once again, it's been a pleasure now talking to you twice. Um, I don't know which episode is going to air first. I don't know, but um, it's either. been fantastic getting to know you, getting to know your story, uh, being able to share my story. That was a ton of fun. So I would encourage anybody that's made major life changes, transitions, um, 
things have happened post 40, uh, check out Molly's podcast and see if there's a story you resonate with and maybe even inquire about being a guest. She's a great interviewer, great podcaster. Um, Molly, thank you. Thank you so much. This has been so great. And I love chatting with you. And thank you again for being on my podcast. Um, it, was <laughs> Absolutely. Just, it was such a such a pleasure to be able to talk to you twice in one week.